You're listening to Almost Famous, a music industry podcast championing independence powered by The Famous Company. Whether you're an artist or music industry professional, ensure you don't miss a beat by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have Tracy Webb. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm all right. Thank you. For everyone listening, uh, Tracy's just had to have some sort of uh, COVID test, just like the rest <laughs> of us have had to do. And I hate them. So I'm going to make this as easy as possible for her. Let's not make her day any worse. It was quite pain-free. It was all right, actually. It was quite painless. It's just not very nice, is it? <laughs> I don't like them. But as, as, as our public, uh, public service, we will um, we'll let people know, look, right here, right now, if you think you need, need a test, go get a test. Do it. Do it. Do if, it. You have the op- if you have an opportunity to have one, take it, because it's, it's preventing the spread to other people at the end of the day, you know. Oh, exactly. It's, 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 so it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good yeah. thing. And they've hopefully found that vaccine too, so hopefully things might be on the, on the way up. We might be allowed out soon. Exactly. We're, well, we're recording this on the 10th of November, 2020, and if you listen to this in the future, thinking, what the hell are they talking about? We, we want out. We, we're, we're, <laughs> we're stuck at home. I, I just want to go to a club. <laughs> I know. Right, here's the thing. Right, I'm going to... I've been real with all the other episodes, so I'm going to be as real as possible here as well. I'm going to confess something. I know hardly anything about dance and club promotion, and this is going to be more of an education for me as well as the listener. So and I'm sure we've picked the perfect person for this. Um, And just so everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about, Tracy, introduce yourself, what you do in the music industry and who you are. Okay, well, I'm Tracy Webb. I am director of Power Promotions. Um, We are the leading independent club promotions company in the UK. Club promotions, people think it's a different thing. People think you're with words club promotions that you're you're promoting clubs, but you're actually promoting music to DJs to play in clubs. Um, so our job is basically breaking new music. Forget COVID, say COVID wasn't around. Our job is basically breaking music um, via the DJs, via the clubs. Um, so my company... Uh, we work independently for all the record labels. Um, we have a substantial database of DJs that the business has been um, going for a very long time. I've been there 24 years. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I, yeah, so uh, we have a substantial database of DJs. Um, so we deal with everything dance-based. So it could be... Uh, for example, Atlantic Records might give me the new Ella Henderson track. That in its original form would be quite commercial. So I would send that original version out to my commercial DJs up and down the country. The DJs who play in high street clubs and bars. Um, then they might drop a remix that's pretty cool, that's a bit cooler, a bit more dance orientated, take out some of those vocals, make it a little bit more clubby. I can then send that to more DJs. Um, so it's about spreading the hype, building the hype on, on music and getting the right music into the right DJ's hands. Nice. And how did, you, uh, how did you start doing that? I was in the right place at the 
right time, I've got to say, I was living up in Lincolnshire. Um, I'm from London originally, but, but moved up to Lincolnshire with my family when I was eight. Um, and I did my schooling and everything up there. And I always wanted to come back down to London. You know, I was always coming down to visit my family and visit my friends. Um, so I literally packed a bag like Dick Whittington and got on the road and came down here. And I thought, well, how am I going to get my foot in the door just to get a job? You know, I was I was 18 um, at the time. And so I decided to go to employment agencies. Um, I had somewhere to stay at my friends. And I thought, well, I can do reception work. I can do office work. I can, you know, data entry, whatever I need to do. I just need a job. Um, and I was in an employment agency in Richmond. And while I was there doing the typing tests, uh, they got a phone call from a music company called CD Paul, which is the same principle of what we do at Power. They, they, they put brand new releases onto a compilation CD and then DJ subscribe to purchase that CD every month. So they had a CD full of brand new releases. Um, but it was more like a subscription service. But I, I knew nothing about well, I mean, I was always heavily into my clubbing. I loved clubbing. Um, I loved my dance music, but that was it. I never really considered a career in music. Um, so, yes, yeah, so while I was there, they got a phone call from this other company, this company saying, um, we're looking for a female touch, which probably is morally quite wrong to say nowadays. Uh, you know, they wanted to, to look after, to run the diary, order the stationery, make sure the bosses were looked after, make sure they went to their meetings and stuff like that. Um, Sounds and, like they needed a mum. Well, they sounded like they did. They did really. <laughs> um, that was great. But they, so I, I said, yeah. And I, I, within an hour, I went over to Putney and, and and had an interview with the two bosses and got on like a house on fire with them. Um, I toddled off back up to Lincolnshire, and a week later, the agency called and said they'd offered me the job. So it was wonderful. It was a foot in the door. Um, so I came back down to London and, and I had somewhere to stay and started work at CD Paul. And I sort of thought, I mean, I like this. This is quite good fun. You know, this is really good. I want to do more. I want to do more. I don't just want to order the stationery. I, I, I like I like this company. I like, I like the industry. So I asked them if I could have more work, if I could compile one of the CDs, if they could let me learn how to do that, which involved contacting all the record labels for the upfront music and, uh, and getting all the label copy and information through and the masters and sending it all away to create the master CD compilation itself and the artwork. And so they gave me the commercial CD to compile, which I started doing. Um, and then I was sort of thinking, well, how am I, how do I find out what new releases are coming up? Because you have to compile this CD well in advance to get it manufactured to go out on a certain date. So I'm like, how do I know what's coming out next month? And then I heard of this company called Power Promotions. So I decided to contact Power Promotions and see if I could get it in with them and if they could start tipping me off on what they're promoting. Nice. <laughs> so then I could start chasing it for my CD that I was compiling. Yeah. Um, so I cheekily went over there for a meeting and, and, and got on like a house on fire with them. And they offered me a job. They said that we like your, your cheekiness that you come over here, you know, to, to try and uh, feed some information from us to benefit mm. your own job. And they offered me a position as an assistant. Um, so I In what kind of aspect? It was, assist it was assisting at packing vinyl into mailers. 
opening up the post because back then all the promos that were sent out to DJs were all on vinyl. Um, uh, there'd be like 1,500 pieces of vinyl that would need to get, you'd have the, re the, re the record mailers. They all needed to be stickered with names and addresses, with codes on the stickers as well. You'd have to say, right, for example, they might be mailing out three different vinyls. So this DJ might want vinyl one and vinyl three. That DJ might just want vinyl two. That DJ might want vinyl two and three. So you had all these different combinations. So you had to stick all the mailers up with the relevant combinations then get pack all the vinyl, and then for every vinyl you have to pack a reaction sheet, seal them all up, put them into bags, ship them down out to the post postman that came to collect every day. Bloody, it was hard work. Sorry, did I yeah, no, no, don't, don't worry. You're allowed. You're allowed to. Right? Yeah, 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 that's it's absolutely right. fine. I was going to ask as well then, so because a lot of people were probably thinking Tracy put it on an MP3 to email it. Um, but what year are we talking about here? Because we, we're talking about a compilation CD, something that just is unheard of now. I guess yes. like no one, yeah. no one and says vinyl, that. And vinyl promo. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're talking twenty years ago. Yeah, like late. I was, I was thinking late nineties, um, early two thousands. This, yeah. this is when you're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long time ago. Um, so yeah, so it was, it, it was quite, quite. It was very, very. very hard work physically um i mean even the the post it took about three hours in the morning to open because every dj was either faxing their reaction sheets back and for anybody who doesn't know what a fax machine is <laughs> stop the podcast right now and google it <laughs> who is this weirdo um so yeah so they were posting their reactions for every single pro vinyl they received back to us then all the posts and all the reactions needed to be sorted out record by record. And then they had all tally, you had to tally all the marks out of 10 and find all the reactions up. And then that big report with all the reaction sheets would then get sent out to the record labels so they could see all the feedback. Wow. Um, so then obviously, so yeah, I was assisting at the time. And then the lady that I was assisting for, she ran the, the pop division at Power. Um, she had to leave because her husband was unwell. And the bosses offered me her job to run the commercial division at Power. So I was like, yeah, this is great. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll give it a go. Let's do it. Um, you know, and a lot of record labels were like, who's this young girl? We've never heard of her. You know, we lost a few clients because I didn't, wasn't too sure. You know, I was getting my head around how to do the job, basically. She left very quickly. So I was really mm. thrown in at the deep end. But sometimes that's the best way of learning. Um, I think I think it actually probably is the best way of learning. Yeah. And yeah. to be honest with you, if anybody listens to this right now, if you're offered a position in the industry and you don't know what you're doing, um, every day I'm learning still. Yeah. I don't know about I'm, you, Tracy. Just absolutely. jump for it. Absolutely. And I think if you're given an opportunity and you think this is good, this is ideal, or this is me, well, you know, go for it. You've just got to go for it and try your hardest. I mean unfortunately a lot of people think you know it's all very glamorous and you're going to go and meet lots of pop stars all the time and everything and, and you know I mean over the years we've had people coming in to help at power and, and they've left because it's like oh I'm just packing a load of promos into mailers but that's how I started off exactly. you know so I, I, I took over the commercial division um, and then basically just ran that and then got made a director um so so yeah now I just run the whole company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've made it. Get in. 
but yes, yeah, so it's been a long slog. Like I said, you know, I've been 24 years. I've got to start from the bottom. I really did start from the bottom. But yeah. I'd, like I said, I'd never really considered a job in the music industry because when you're in up north, for example, that sort of surroundings is not around you. You don't, it's not even on your radar. You no. know, I was living in a little market town in Lincolnshire. It's like music industry. What is this? You know, it's like completely out of your reach. It didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. But then... When I was given that opportunity, I was like, this is what I was meant to do. You know, I don't care how much vinyl I've got to pack into the mainers. I'm going to work my butt off to, 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 to try and do the best I can for this. And, yeah, it's it's all turned out brilliant. <laughs> no, for sure. I think maybe, and I'm sure you'll agree with me here, the, the biggest part of your career, what it sounds like, is, is you had patience. And it's it's something that's kind of lacked these days, and a lot of uh, emerging talent and and people who think they've got who think they're the next Billie Eilish or or whatever. Um, these success stories can happen overnight, um, and when you hear them, amazing. I give all credit to anyone who can turn things around, like Post Malone did, or like like yeah. anybody else. But patience is 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 a key and. If you if you don't like the kind of position that you're in right now, and if you're in maybe like an office job or a nine to five or retail, but your music career is slowly going up and up and up, then you're on the right track because, uh, yeah, just just have that patience because Tracy, you're it does. About it really does take time. It really yeah. does, and it, it's you know for most people, you know, it, it it's the long haul, but you've got to just go for it. You really do, and you've got to. Obviously, it's not the best viable industry in terms of payback straight or I mean you know it's very difficult to make a, a living out of being a musician or, or creating music or a producer in early stages and and yes only a certain amount of them do cross over and make that leap into success or into mm -hmm. mainstream but obviously but there's only you know so it's it's a very saturated market but it, it, it's you know, it, it's. I always say it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, it's, it, that's exactly. exactly what it is, and, and it's very easy. Halfway down the journey, we'll be like, oh, "I'm not doing this anymore. I'm obviously not getting anywhere." But you never know. You know, you never know. You could just be around the corner from breaking it, mm. um, and all of that hard work that you've put in up until that point, what's the? It's a waste now. Well, exactly. You know. But of course, you you're instrumental uh, in a lot of people's let's say not, not not exactly fame but a lot of people getting the credit where credit's due because um like you said you work you, you do club promotion um okay. and it's very important for like a label's marketing and release strategies um are you able to tell us a little bit more into kind of the step-by-step -step into that um and why it is so important for a label to have this well i, I always say that club i mean i i go to planning meetings and sit around a big boardroom table at the record labels when I'm working a project and you'll get management, you'll get a TV plugger, you'll get the radio plugger, you'll get the record label, you get A&R, then you get me sitting there. I'm a, it's, it's a small part of a big wheel that keeps things moving. Um, so, you know, obviously the club scene, once again, forget the COVID situation, but the club scene, if you imagine how many people are going out to venues or were going out to venues 
that has a DJ, whether it's a bar, a club. These, say a club, it's 500 capacity, it might be 3,000 capacity. The amount of people that can potentially hear us, this specific track being played in a mix by a DJ when they're in that club at, a time, at that time, is huge when you add mm. up a whole country. You yeah. know, so it's a vital part of promotion as long as the, the music's right. I mean, obviously, you, you, you get specialist promo companies like me that might deal with the more sort of urban music side of things or or more specialist styles. Um, but for, for us, if, it's, if, if you can dance to it, if it's pop, if it's house, if it's tech house, if it's cool, then it needs to be heard. So, you know, I, what I do is... We, the part that I play really fits in alongside everybody else. Um, the way strategies are nowadays, though, because things are digital, um, and but back in the day when we used to send out physical format, we used to send it out about seven to eight weeks up front of release. So it all be about building a hype before the track's released. So then people will put a pre-order in if they heard it in a club or if they heard it on radio. But nowadays, because it's everything's digital, it, the campaign strategies are very different. Um, it's basically on air, on sale. That's the, what the sort of terminology is used for it. So I would now start promoting on the actual day that tracks are out, just so people can find it if they hear it in a club. They nice. can hold their phone up, they can Shazam it. Yeah. If I send out a track and it's not out, on any of the streaming platforms or nowhere online and someone's in a club and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Hold it. They can't shazam it. They don't know what it is. They're going to go home. They'll forget about it. They'll completely yeah, you've forget lost, about you've it. Yeah, you've lost them. Yeah, because, it, because everything moves so quickly. So it's so important that music is out right at that exact time that it's serviced out, you know. So, so like I was saying, going back to how it fits into a marketing plan, it's, it sort of slots in alongside everybody else, you know. So as soon as that button's pressed for that release on that particular day, most releases are now on Fridays um, because uh, because digital marketing divisions go for, like, the Spotify playlists and everything, like New Music Fridays and things like that. So yeah. it's like these big buttons pressed on a Friday. On that release date, it's like, bang, right, everybody go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. You know, whereas before it was like building up, building up, build up the hype, build up the hype, it's some pre-promotion. It just doesn't work like that. Because also nowadays, if you send stuff out up front of release, it'll get leaked, it'll get online somewhere. You know, someone will put it up online because, you know, they, we had a, we used to have problems with, you know, you send out 1,500 CD promos or vinyl promos back in the day. You'd find a couple of them end up online. Someone will sell them. Yeah. And then the record label will be like, oh, well, this come from your mail out. But it's like, well, I can't control what these guys do. As soon as they receive their pack through the post, I can't control what they all do with their promos so so now with it being a digital to stop any leaks or any music surfacing online before it's actually out this is why it's so important that everybody goes bang right the day it's released midnight comes out that that friday everybody starts there presses the button and starts their section of of, of of what they do with regards to the campaign and the release itself nice so if you if you're someone of course uh who's very like i said um a lot of the labels go to you for the the club promotion. Have you got any advice on how maybe an artist who doesn't have representation, no management, let's say let's say they they do it all themselves. Um, mm-hmm. How do they how do they get 
into these clubs? How did they get their track from contact their bedroom me. to a Con DJ? Contact me. Contact me. I'm not precious. I'll promote. I promote. If it's good, I'll promote it. Nice. I promote. I, I promote. Uh, tracks get sent to me from independent record labels. So I promote for the major record labels. So you've got obviously Sony, Virgin, Polydor, Island, Atlantic, Columbia, you know, you've got all the major labels. Then, then you've got the independent smaller labels. I promote them. And then if there's a producer that, that's got a new track and sends it over to me and they're doing it themselves, I'll promote it. If I think I can do a good job on it and it's relevant and it's right for the DJs that I cover, I'll get on board with it. Nice. You know, everybody deserves to have their music put out there. There was no um, pre preference as to clients. It's about the music. It's got to be good. I don't promote everything. I mean, if somebody sends me a track and it might sound a little dated, I will say, <laughs> you know. It's no, not but we being, need that. <laughs> people need to be told. Unfortunately, yeah. one thing that I found is there's so many people that, butter people up and it's like look you know this person has made a record and everybody around them is telling them that it's a massive record and it actually isn't they're going to get their hopes up they're going to invest in promotion they're going to be massively disappointed when it releases it and doesn't stream a lot so yeah. I, I think constructive feedback is vital and making sure people are fully aware you know of of, of, of the potential of the tracks whether it's right I'll advise people I mean I might get a track through by a label and I'll say, look, I think you need another remix. I think you're missing a remix. Um, so, and they'll say, oh, well, who do you think might be good to remix it? And then I'll, I'll ask them what their budget is for a remix because you can get remixes of 500 quid or 10 grand, you know? So hmm. it's like, if I suggest, I, I want to give the best results possible. I want to do the best job I possibly can, which means I need the best tools possible to do my job. So if I feel like something's missing, I will say, and if the label are able to, and we're able to get an additional remix of something or a remix of something, then that makes the promotion campaign that I'm doing have more of an impact, you know? Hmm. So, cause you could send it, you could send a track out in its original form. So say I've got an original track, which is quite dance based. I could say, and, and that's all I've got. I'll send that out to the relevant DJs. But if there's no other alternative versions, no remixes with it, if a DJ's like, yeah, I like it, but it's not really cool enough for me, they won't play it. So you've got to make sure that they've got that cooler version with it. Yeah. So then they can say, okay, I like that original, but it's not cool enough for me. Oh, hold on a minute, what's this remix? Oh, I like that mix. Yeah, I'm on that one. So they're supporting a remix of the track. So in theory, they're still supporting that track. Yeah. They're just supporting the remix of it. So, you know, not everybody likes to play full vocal songs. That doesn't always work in club sets. So, you know, a lot of the time, sometimes some vocal needs to come out just to make it more of a dub, um, a bit more club friendly. Um, other times a track might be a nice piano house track, but it needs to be dirtied up a little bit. And it's like, look, at the moment you need something that's going to make your face, you know, make you, make you grit your teeth a little bit. So, you know, how about a sort of techie house remix or a bit of a tougher, dirtier remix to go on the package? And then when servicing that promo to the DJs, which obviously now is all purely digital, the DJs have those options to choose from. And you could also end up with a DJ playing two different venues. One venue's commercial, one venue's cool. They could play that, the commercial version in that club and the cooler version in that club on a, yeah. that on a Friday and that on a Saturday. Exactly. So it's about giving the DJs as much as possible to nice. choose from.
So yeah. also as well then, um, for, for, for artists you said, look, get in touch uh, to be plugged to you. How about a DJ who is, or, or someone who remixes tracks, who is wanting to go on your radar for that then? Yeah, I mean, I, well? I'm, I'm all for, you know, all for helping, it, it, you know, if it sounds right, I'm all for people having a chance. You know, a lot of the time, a label might say to me, an independent label might be like, okay, we need a re- I might say we need a remix, and they'll be like, oh, I haven't really got a lot of budget. Do you know anybody up and coming? Up and coming is brilliant. You know, if there are people out there listening to this and they're producers and they make dance music and, and they want to possibly be given an opportunity to remix something, send me some remixes, send me some examples. Um, yeah. I've, I, I will gladly put them forward to the labels as suggestions if I think that they're right for that project you know so Hmm. I think you know everybody needs a bit of a helping hand otherwise you just sort of get stuck and you need some sort of inroad somewhere so you know like I say if there's anybody listening to this and and, and they've got a track they might want to put out there send it over if they if they might want to do remixes send me some material let me listen to it um you know it's it's I think we've all got to help each other in this day and age and try and help each other have a bit of a leg up too. So, you know, and like I say, not everybody has the money to go at that top tier, you know, it's Mm. impossible. Of course not. So, you know, up and coming is good. No, for sure. Uh, Will everybody listening to this on the Cosign app right now, we'll put Tracy's information down uh, in the description for this podcast episode. Definitely get in touch, please. This this could be this could be big for you. Um, talking about though, um, <laughs> we keep on mentioning COVID a little bit, so I've got to ask the question. Um, it's shaking the industry massively. Oh, um, how has the club and dancing reacted to this? How oh. how are the people that you work or worked with, let's say, because we're, we're we're like eight months, nine months into this. I know, I know. Um, and, and there's no end in sight. I mean, obviously there's this vaccine, but in terms of the clubs being open again, in you know, a big sweaty club that's indoors, you know, it's just, I can't see it. I don't know, please let it be so. No. But next summer, maybe. Yeah, it's had a massive, massive impact. You know, all the DJs on my mailing list are out of work. You know, they're, um, well, I, it was, it was, it's been tough for everybody, but right at the beginning, I thought I was having a nervous breakdown, I've got to be honest. Um, you know, how do you run a company that's based around serving DJs and new music to play in clubs? That is the concept of my business. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to do straight away, there was no instant solution, but was to firstly make sure the DJs were fully aware that we haven't deserted them. You know, you could have been like, right, you've got no work, see you later. Right, okay, it's tough for everybody, right, you know. Secondly, these guys have got social media followers. These guys have got are very, very active on social media. A lot of the DJs jumped on doing online mixes, online sets on Mixcloud, and we're doing podcasts, um, tickling the radio sort of side of it as well, um, or just doing live streams. Any output I was encouraging, you know, but then you found that the whole online was just so congested. <laughs> Everybody was doing it. And it's like, yeah, oh, my so phone scary. kept on going off for every oh, single live set. Fair play to it? them. I know, but. I know, exactly. But so it, it was about this sort of adjustment and transitional and, and, and what do we do? But f- from my perspective to the record labels, firstly, I'm fighting to keep my business going. I was, you know, and, and I wasn't sure how it was going to 
end or how it was going to pan out. But like I say, I, I, I emailed all of my clients literally after the first day of lockdown, just saying, look, this is what I'm planning on doing. You know, I still want to service these DJs with music. We cannot forget about them. We've always needed them to help break records in the past. We cannot mm. just leave them now. That's just not the right thing to do. But these guys also still need to know what music's new. They also still need to be kept in the loop with new music for when they do start DJing again. And if they are doing online stuff, they're going to need new music. And if they're not doing online stuff at the moment, then let's give them the direct Spotify and Apple Music links to each promo so they can just copy and paste it into their social media easily if they like it. Yeah, We created a tagline, if you're feeling it, share it. So every single mail I was doing, I'm like, if you're feeling it, share it. Here's the direct link for you just to stick straight in your socials. I still want your feedback because you're still a DJ and your feedback is still relevant. Um, and the labels have got that. You know, most of the labels, obviously works dips. Obviously the reach I could get is nowhere near as, as much as it, it would be before in terms of music getting heard because the venues are closed. But the music still flows, labels are still promoting. They understand that these DJs' opinions are still vital. You know, they, they would react to every mail out that I sent. I still want their feedback. You know, it's still relevant just because they're not DJing. If, if, if they think a track's hot or not, it's still massively important. Um, so yeah, so it, it was a struggle to start with, but things have gradually settled um, and we're in this sort of, yeah, we're moving along with it now. We'd, I, think, I think it's the same for everybody. I think at the beginning, everybody was in a state of panic with every business. And I think over time, everybody's adapted to it. Uh, obviously, you can't really adapt when there's no clubs open. But OK, well, let's do my, let me do my best to keep the music flowing. Let's keep the DJs involved. Let's keep feeding back to the record labels the, um, the, the, the reactions from the DJs. Um, and just keep it going as best we can. And, and it's actually, I'm quite pleased with how it's all gone, to be honest with you. I mean, as well as general DJs, we also cover specialist radio. So we cover the likes of Mr. Jam on Capital, um, uh, Charlie Hedges, who dances dance anthems on Radio One, all, this, all the uh, specialist radio DJs, just for anybody that doesn't know, are DJs who have evening shows on radio. They're the dance shows. They have free plays. They can play what they want on their show. Yeah. If you listen to the radio during the day, all of that music is playlisted and has to go through a different route to get onto that playlist that goes to a radio plugger who then presents it to the producers at the radio stations who then look at the bigger picture to see if they want to play this, rec this record for daytime. We don't do daytime. We cover specialist radio DJs. So, you know, you've got DJ SKT, TCTS, all the KISS FM DJs on the, on the evenings, Monday to Sunday, you know, throughout the whole week. Um, so that side of the business has been nicely healthy still because the radio's kept going. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it's, it has meant that the radio DJs are now massively overloaded with music <laughs> because it's really the only output you know, everybody, right, I can't put it out into the club, so oh, I want to get it all played on radio in the evenings. And then that DJ is now just getting bombarded with, with everything. And they mm. can only fit a certain amount of tracks into their evening show. It's tough. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It it's is tough. tough. But at the same time, I think that these, uh, these specialist shows have actually had more viewers um, and their ratings have probably skyrocketed because, yeah, yeah, on a Friday night, a Saturday night, who are you going to tune into? Because you're not going out. 
exactly. I mean, this is it. I mean, the streaming stats and the radio stats are, are so healthy at the moment, which is a good thing. So, mm. you know, this is this is another thing. You know, this is why the music still needs to be pushed out there. People still need to know about this new music. How do they, you know? Okay. So, you know, even for streaming and stuff and to sort of trying to guide people through to Spotify to play, to listen to something or download it or save it. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, it, it's been challenging times, but we're still here. The company's still going. And I no, good. Caught, and I haven't caught COVID. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on something a little bit more kind of um, to the up-and-coming artists, to the emerging artists, what, what do you think they can do at this time to survive? We We don't... It's a tough one because I, I know a lot of the bigger artists right now do have that pull online. They do have that audience still. What, what do you think the, the the bedroom artists could be doing right now just to kind of keep uh, going? Content, 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 content. Get the content yeah. out there. Keep putting the content out there on Instagram, you know, all, your, all the social media outlets. It doesn't... It's very easy to release music, you know. You know, people can go through sort of aggregators. You've got CD Baby, you've got, uh, you know, where you can just upload your music and then in two weeks' time it's out on Spotify. Mm. So it is possible to release music without going to great extents and spending lots of money, you know. So yeah. music, can, music can be still put out there. So say somebody up and coming, if they could go through something like say they have a track that they, that they want to put out there, it is possible for them to do it without breaking the bank. And then they have links and they have Spotify links. So then put on all their social media and to get everybody else to share it. But in terms of, yeah, just content is so important. And people are, I've got clients that are going, oh, you know, I've got this record, but I might hold on to it till next year. And I'm just like, well, what's the point? It's going to be old next year. Just get it out. You know, get it out, mm. work on, keep working, just keep releasing, just keep releasing through the the uh, the digital platforms if you can. If you can't, you can always upload stuff to YouTube. If you can't, you can always upload stuff to Insta with clips and stuff like that. So output at the moment is the one connection that we've all got with each other. Yeah. And it's instant. Um, and it's the one thing that can be shared, it can be liked, it can be forwarded, it can be loved, it can be hearted, it, you know, it can be, it, it's, I, I would just say, just keep the content going, keep working, you know, I think if you've got to try and be on people's radar as much as possible, and I think if there's a bit of, say somebody's quite proactive with putting stuff out on their social media, or even putting it out on Spotify or whatever, on a low level situation, if they put something out and then they have a gap, that puzzle that that you've got to keep in people's faces mm. because people's attention spans as well is quite short you know there's so much product out there very easy to forget about one thing and to move on to the next yeah so to keep people interested in you and to try and drive up your numbers on social media that's so important um just keep whatever content is possible going up there you know it's uh yeah, I mean, I, you know, if anybody wants any advice, if I can help with anything, then give me. They can also give get in touch with me. You know, I can't help with everything, and if I can't specifically help with stuff, any advice I can give or point them in the right direction, I'm more than happy to do so. No, I appreciate that so much, Tracy. I think I think you made a very good point there as well um, about the people who told you, yeah, I've got something great for next year. Look, singer-songwriters, producers, everybody out there, we're, we're our own biggest critics. And unfortunately, if you sit on something for too long, you're going to end up hating it and not putting it out. Yeah. Put it and, out and today. 
Absolutely, get it out there, you know, work on new stuff. Don't sit mm. on it. You know, I mean, this was the thing. I've got some good friends who are quite quite well-known DJs and, and producers, and, and I, I, I speak to them on a weekly basis, and we have a good old catch-up and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an ideal time for, for people to be creative, you know, mm. and, and, and to try new things. And to, otherwise, but if you don't put stuff out there, or even just use it as a bit of content, not necessarily full tracks maybe or, or whatever. It it's, it just keeps keeps things going, you know. It, otherwise, you're just going to sit on a huge mountain of music that's going nowhere. Yeah, for sure. You know. Sure. Um, looking on to the future then, uh, yeah. what, do you, what do you see? I, well, I hope people are going to be listening to this in, in 2020 if they're quick to jump on the podcast, but they might be listening in a year's time and see if you're correct. What's your vision for 2021? Where do you think things are going to be going? Where do you want to be? Ah, uh, well, I want to be back in Ibiza. That's where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I, I, yeah, oh, I love that place. Um, oh, I mean, in an ideal world, I mean, everything's going to be very different. This, uh, the new norm is is going to be different. So yeah. everything's going to, we're going to be in a whole different world of stuff. That, you know just the distancing thing that you know having this hanging over us I don't think it's going to be a quick fix for it all at all but I think um you know there before everybody went on to this second lockdown there were venues I I look after a drum and bass producer um and bless him he just started having a couple of gigs in two weeks ago (laughs) he did a he did a gig down in Bristol it was allowed it was all socially distanced and everybody was sitting down but it was a drum and bass gig and he just said it was the most insane, weird scenario he's ever been in, you know. Cause which just Bristol venue? I can't, I don't know, know which one it was. I don't know which one it was. He's called Dope Ammo, by the way. He's very good. Um, yeah. Um, it, yeah, he, I think the clubbing experience is going to be very different. Unfortunately, we don't live in a climate where we can have a lot of outdoor clubs where Ibiza might be able to, you know, they always have, they have their terraces and they have their outdoor venues and stuff. Mm. I I just want to see everything going back to some sort of some sort of way with as to how it was, but you know I, I don't I, I don't know I don't know what's going. Nobody knows what's going to happen to next week, let alone next year. I but know. But you know what? I think you know it's like companies like mine. I have to uh, come up with new ideas. I want to start start investigating the TikTok route. Maybe start pushing stuff through that. I don't really I'm not really down with my TikTok but um you know coming up with new ways of promoting music this is what I'm gonna have to do next year um I'm gonna have to come up with some new ideas to um take place of potential of of the potential campaigns that might not happen anymore you know or or the lull the dip in the quantity of work because the venues aren't open I'm gonna have to come up with something fresh for the company um so yeah, I need to get my thinking cap on for that. Well, but, any advice you know, for uh, you? They can leave in the comment section below. So maybe yeah, maybe someone will come up with it. Come on, people, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, one one final question. Um, and I, I absolutely love this one. I, I don't like people preparing for it. Um, but don't worry, it's not. I can see your face, but people oh, can't I see Tracy's to. face. <laughs> it's a horror. Oh, worry. No, I am. Um, I want to know what advice you'd give to your younger self. 
if you met your younger self today, you can you can choose the age as well. Like like choose choose eighteen year old Tracy moving down uh, back to London. Choose choose Tracy of last year who had no idea what COVID nineteen was. You, you yeah, I, no, do you know? I mean, I, I would my younger younger self. I would say maybe 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 I should have concentrated a little bit better at school. But you know, but but one thing I want to say to people: I have no qualifications in what I do. You know, I haven't studied for it. I'm not. I, I think absolutely, if they're given an opportunity to go to college or university to study music management or music production, go for it. Absolutely, do it. But for people that haven't got that any qualification, do not be downhearted. I haven't, and look where I've managed to get to. But I've done it through pure graft and learning it all myself, and taken that time and and done it in a natural way of learning. So you know. Maybe I just want to make people aware, you know, it's even the qualifications and things are the best thing to do. It's not, don't worry if they haven't got it. You know, there are still, still ways possible. and means. It's anything is possible if mm. they put their mind to it, you know. Um, but yeah, my younger self, my younger self, I don't have no idea. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Maybe not misbehave so much as I did. <clears throat> <laughs> no, but, I love, I love that one about because, because, because here's the thing: I, I didn't go to a university for music. Actually, my old music mentor told me not to in, in a very weird way uh, because I wanted to go out and start touring. I was, I was yes. in a band. I was doing everything um, at a young age, and he, he looked me straight in the face and was just like, "Is this what you want to do?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Are you sure?" I said, "One hundred percent." Yeah. And he was like, "I am not. You're not going to university. Then just don't do it." And I think that's a weird thing to say maybe nowadays because I think that what the likes of of BIM and other kind of universities and and colleges, um, they get so many people from the industry that now come in and and give a lot more than I ever thought I could ever kind of yeah. learn um which is which is something that we're doing here on this podcast as well um but to, they pay you have to pay for that one the the, yeah. the university yeah, this, <laughs> this, this is free they'll give you a lot more though I, I'm not gonna <laughs> undermine them in any way um but it's it's I think it's also down to you and your personality because I wasn't good at learning from a book or yes if this is what i was like i Mm. i i felt too much pressure on me it's like right now you've got to learn this it's like you know the more pressure you put it you sort of seem to clam up a little bit but i think if you can be worldly wise and be sensible and be have a common sense Mm. common sense you know that's what it's all about but yeah yeah i mean the bit likes of bim and everything are, are wonderful wonderful things but but yeah it's um things can be done without going through done that route you know like I say anything is possible and, and, and I think just for anybody that is on a musical tip whether it's electronic music or live music just keep going with it keep practicing keep learning your skill and keep testing yourself with new skills um you know try a different sound just to really push yourself just to sort of say because you sort of end up finding out well I really don't want to go down that route or really I'm not really made to make that type of music or I I just think even learning new sounds and production and stuff like that you know there's always things to learn always and never never a point where where everybody's got everything nailed you know Mm. life is just one big learning curve you know so i'm still learning you know there's always new stuff to pick up so yeah absolutely just keep going with it 
A massive thank you to Tracy Webb. And for more interviews, AMAs, tips and tricks, and exclusive content, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. The username is at the famous co. That's at the famous co. My name is Zaid. Tap that subscribe or follow button, and we'll see you all next time. You've been listening to Almost Famous, a music industry podcast powered by The Famous Company. If you're an independent artist or music industry professional, for more information, head to www.thefamouscompany.com.